Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, this is Dr. John Bergman talking to you from the Dark Ages, 2018. Yes, that's right. This is the age that your doctor is trying to convince you that your body is stupid and you need toxic chemicals in order to survive. Yeah, welcome to the brainwashing of modern society. If you go up to a doctor, okay, and the doctor says, Hey, Bob, your body is brilliant. It's designed in the image and likeness of God. It's intelligent. Of course you don't need a chemical to alter your physiology. That's stupid. It just has to be that your body is adapting to a toxic and deficient environment. So this month we're going to talk about heart health. And the and the wild thing, what we're doing on Tuesdays, is we're doing open question and answers. So tonight, I'm going to talk about 10 minutes on heart. And today, we're going to talk about heart for a half hour. But then tonight, we're going to be opening it up for questions. So this way, if you have any questions tonight, it'll be live on Facebook and live on YouTube. I encourage you to get on there to get your questions asked. But right now, we're going to talk about heart function. Now, you have a heart that's in your chest. Now, this baby starts pumping from just about, um, we're talking about five weeks on. It's pumping amazingly fast and never stops. Then you start, and it's going to last a lifetime. Now, every animal species on the planet, every mammal, has a heart, and these hearts continually pump blood. Here's the, here's the rub, though. Now, heart rates go up and down. Blood pressure goes up and down depending on the need. And when I've told people this, they, they look at me like, well, yeah, that seems common sense. That, so now, doesn't it, let's, let's go on common sense, and let's go on delusion. Now, if I say, do you want to check your blood pressure when you run upstairs or when you're bike riding or exercising? Most people will say, no, well, won't that be high? Now, if they're completely brainwashed, then they would say, I don't know. I'll ask my doctor. Uh, Honest to goodness, people will do this. They'll say, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to ask my doctor. He knows what my blood pressure should be. Well, let me tell you, doctors are not all-knowing and all-seeing. And in fact, if you knew that in 1997, they have a joint national committee, and this joint national committee meets about every 10 years. See, it's composed of pharmaceutical reps, uh, people that own hospitals, and insurance representatives. And they're trying to decide on what is appropriate for you. That's right. They're deciding on your physiology. And what they do is they they initiate a program for about 8 to 10 years and then see if a lot of people die or if a lot of people live. Uh, Yeah, I know, it seems crazy, but this is reality. And this is what a lot of... it's it's actually a phase of medical experimentation where they open it up to the public and they see how it's working. Uh, And then if a lot of people die, then they take it off the market. And this is this goes on all the time. I mean, all you have to do is just turn on daytime TV and watch the lawsuit for the abdominal mesh or for bladder slings or for Vioxx or Celebrex or any number of the different chemicals that these pharmaceutical industries are putting on your body or in your body to affect a change. 
So when you're looking at the amount of chemicals based on a false system, and the false system is that your body is stupid and that you cannot regulate yourself and the doctor is smarter than your body. So let's just look at blood pressure, just, just for the heck of it. In 1997, Joint National Committee has said that your blood pressure should be 120 over 80, and high blood pressure would be 140 over 90. Now, they decreed this. What was interesting is, now, is this for every person? Does this mean the 300-pound sumo wrestler should have 120 over 80, and the 80-pound cheerleader should also have blood pressure of 120 over 80? Yes, that's right. So regardless of ethnic background, regardless of physical makeup, regardless of physical health, okay, everybody should have that number. And if not, then they give you a chemical to lower it. And we're going to talk about what the chemicals they give you to lower it, like ACE inhibitors, calcium channel blockers, uh, beta blockers, diuretics. There's a number of different chemicals they can give you. But remember, this is not based in science. This is based in conjecture. It's, it's a guess. So now, that was 1997. 2004 rolls around. Okay, so we're talking about seven more years. And then Joint National Committee 7 meets. And they say normal is 115 over 75. And pre-hypertension is 120 over 80. That's right. What used to be normal was now pre-hypertensive. So regardless of ethnic background, makeup, physical activity, um, diet, nutrition, exercise, you could be a fast food junkie or um, organic raw vegan. Okay, it doesn't matter. Your blood pressure has to be this. If not, you get a drug to lower it. Well, 2008, or actually 2014, so 10 years after Joint National Committee 7 met, Joint National Committee 8 met. And they have uh, new guidelines that are more evidence-based. Now, you might have thought that the doctor was evidence-based in 97 and 2004 when they came up with those recommendations. But no, there's not. They look at some statistics and they manipulate the numbers. If you remember Mark Twain, he said there's a couple of things, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Because you can manipulate statistics almost everywhere to prove your point. And that's what they're trying to do with these medications. Because they said in Joint National Committee 8, 2014, that normal was 140 over 90. Isn't that interesting? Because in 1997, about 17 years earlier, they said that that was pre-hypertension. And now they're saying 140 over 90 was the new normal if you're under 60 years old. Now, if you're over 60, they felt that 150 over 90 was more appropriate. So even when we're talking about blood pressure, uh, the status quo of drugging symptoms, okay, but giving you a toxic chemical to reduce your physiology without appreciating what you're adapt that your body's going to adapt. You have adaptive physiologic response, which means you're going to adapt to stress. You're going to adapt to no stress. You're going to elevate your heart rate and decrease it. You're going to elevate everything, blood sugar, cholesterol. You're going to be changing your physiology based on everything, time of the day, room temperature, full bladder, 
um, sitting, standing, all of these can change just blood pressure. It's interesting. When you let, let's look at the medications. Okay, and again, we're just looking at blood pressure for now. We can look at calcium channel blockers, beta blockers, ACE inhibitors, diuretics, and of course, they always toss in cholesterol drugs. However, if you look at the American Journal of Cardiology, they say that calcium channel blockers increase heart failure. That's right. The doctor warns you that blood pressure, high blood pressure, is the silent killer, and the calcium channel blockers increase heart failure. Uh, well, based beta blockers and ACE inhibitors, they all say that early death from heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. They had the Mr. Fit trial. This is a multiple risk factor trial. Uh, they were talking about a study on diuretics that they found out that the people being treated for with diuretics um, ha actually had the highest death rates. And in fact, there was a brilliant study in 2006 at the Journal of the American Medical Association. Uh, they found heart failure patients with high blood pressure had lower death rates. And in fact, mortality rates were four times higher for those who had systolic blood pressure of less than 120 compared to those who had it over in 161. So it turns out that if you have damage to the heart and you increase blood pressure, you may be able to save that person. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, when you look at Dr. Lucian Leap, and he wrote an article back at Public Health Reports in 1999, he says the medical field is the third leading cause of death after heart disease and cancer. Now, this is the equivalent of three jumbo jets crashing every two days. I, this is something we need to change. Now, there was an article in 1905 uh, in Collier's, and this is called The Great American Fraud. Now, this was 1906, and it was pr printed in a national magazine called uh, The Patent Medicine Fraud. And back then, they were talking about how um, these companies would produce these chemicals, and the, they were given by the medical doctors to alter your physiology. It's, it's just crazy that this not only took hold, but they started to teach doctors that this was actually an appropriate form of health care. And now the average person over 60 has taken 12 different prescriptions a year. Um, let's look at the Journal of the American Medical Association, 2015. Quote, many current practices that seem logical but are without evidence may be reconsidered and incorporated into a less dogmatic and more patient-centered approach to health care. God, that makes sense. Uh, but when you, the, the entire structure or, the, or system is based on symptom drug therapy. That's it. You see, the doctors are not going to get paid for patient outcome. The doctors aren't going in there and responsible for how your body ends up. Let me, let me just think of this. So let's say that you have indigestion. The doctor will get paid for prescribing you a proton pump inhibitor. Now, that's the little purple pill with 24 hours of relief. Okay, so if you take that 
and you develop the cardiac arrhythmias or the esophageal cancer that says it on the label that this will increase that damage. But at least that way you'll be able to eat toxic food without regurgitating it. So it'll keep you comfortable while you're being poisoned with toxic food. Does that make sense or does that sound insane? Because you've got to figure 100 years from now, people are going to be looking back on us and go, wait a second, you were actually injecting infants before they had a mature immune system with neurotoxic chemicals such as aluminum and polysorbate 80 and, and mercury, and, and you're doing this to stimulate their immune system. Now, now stepping back at your population, you're looking at 54% of your children. That's right, 54% of our kids today have a chronic illness or injury that they will never recover from. I just did an exam on this 55-year-old grandma, just sweet, sweet girl. She's got conditions that we can knock out pretty quickly. We're talking about type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and Hashimoto's. Okay, piece of cake. Okay, within two weeks, her blood pressure is going to be normalized. Within um, three to four weeks, okay, her blood pressure or blood sugar will also be normalized. So... And why? Because type 2 diabetes isn't a disease. It's an adaptive response to stress. High blood pressure isn't a disease. It's an adaptive response to stress. And if you look at crazy world, by giving a drug for a normal adaptive response to an environmental stressor and not dealing with those stressors, that's foolish beyond compare. So the only way to get this corrected is to look at the underlying stress. Well, this sweet grandma asked me about her grandkids. Now, welcome to Crazy World, because if she is 55 years old and she has grandkids, it means the grandkids are probably 10 years old and under, just more than likely. So knowing that they're probably in the medical system, that they are going to get 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by the time they're 18. Knowing that they're going to go through this process, uh, if you know anyone that's gone through this, they're going to have one of four things. And think of three Bs and an S. They're going to have behavioral, bowel, breathing, or skin. That's right, behavioral, bowel, breathing, or skin issues. And sure enough, she asked me about one of her grandkids. He has attention deficit disorder. And I said, no, he doesn't. She looked at me because, like, I've never met the kid, right? Uh, well, attention deficit disorder means they can't pay attention to or they can't focus on certain things. So I asked her, does anybody have to yell at this kid to play video games? And she said, no, he plays for hours. Sure enough, do you know Why? Because it gives him joy. The kid's in stress state. Of the frontal lobe, and this is the frontal portion of the brain, this is involved in impulse control. If you go in there and you damage the frontal lobe, which can be damaged from the vaccines or toxic environmental foods, leaky gut, all of this stuff can, can alter that frontal lobe. And this is involved in impulse control. So now for years, the kid has been vaccinated, antibiotics, toxic food, and now he's having trouble paying attention. You betcha. That's a total normal response for the toxic, deficient environment this kid has been raised in. 
So what did I tell her? Yeah, of course, he can be helped. We just have to heal his brain, get the physical, chemical, and emotional stress loads um, on him reduced, and he'll be okay. So we have to heal his gut and heal his brain and stop poisoning him. And it, this is a common thing that, that I go through with every patient that comes in. You're talking a group of moms, dads, grandparents are looking at their kids and they're seeing sicker and sicker kids and it's it's just um, not needed. Okay, so... Let the, I I got off on a tangent there, but by God, if you saw the patients that come in, their 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 body is designed for health, but they've been slowly poisoned and lied to that they have high blood pressure instead of saying they have um, a stress state, they have indigestion or reflux instead of saying they're exposed to poisonous food and they have strong physical, chemical, or emotional stress. The, instead of saying that you know your body has tissue damage or inflammation, they'll say, oh, you have high cholesterol. I, it, it's just 100 years from now, they will not believe this. Uh, let's take cholesterol, because when we're talking about heart health, cholesterol is one of the advertised um, items that you should look at. Except when people talk about cholesterol, they talk about artery-clogging cholesterol. Uh, really, what does cholesterol do? If somebody says clogs arteries, then that person is unaware of the function of cholesterol. In fact, cholesterol is vital to proper neurologic function. Uh, it's the key role in formation of memory and uptake hormones. Uh, you're talking uh, every glucocorticosteroid, mineralocorticosteroid, sex hormones, everything. And in fact, when, when you look at this, um, what, causes the, what causes the body to need higher cholesterol? Well, let's look at the British Medical Journal, and this is 1992. And they wanted to see if cholesterol-lowering drugs could prevent heart disease. You know, that makes sense because that's where they're, they're advertising them. Conclusion, lowering serum cholesterol concentrations does not reduce mortality and is unlikely to prevent heart disease. Claims of the opposite are based on preferential citation of supportive trials. Let's look at expert review of clinical pharmacology. They say that statins, which is the cholesterol-lowering drug, stimulate hardening of the arteries or atherosclerosis and heart failure, the pharmacological mechanisms. And they say in this article, get this, thus the epidemic of heart failure and atherosclerosis plaques that plague the modern world may be paradoxically be aggravated by the pervasive use of statin drugs. We propose that the current statin treatment guidelines be critically reevaluated. That would make sense. I, I mean, again, when we look at the doctor is smarter than your body, we're seeing our species has the sickest species in the world. There is no animal as sick as the human animal. The animal human, okay, is utilizing the, their health care in a completely different, abnormal way. We're taking chemicals to alter our physiology. 
and that is considered health care. Think of that. We're using chemicals to alter your physiology, and that's considered health care. So that is not health care. That is sick care. I mean, let's look at more. Uh, the Journal of Clinical Cardiology talks about decreased myocardial function. That means the heart muscle itself doesn't work right if you're taking cholesterol drugs. Uh, the Journal of Atherosclerosis, they talk about increasing prevalence and extent of coronary plaques that possess calcium if you use cholesterol-lowering drugs. If you look at... Um, if you there was a study in Denmark, and you're talking 500,000 people, 9% of the country's population. And they found that people who took cholesterol-lowering drugs were like, more likely to develop polyneuropathy, which is many nerve problems. Okay, And if they took statins for a year, they raised their risk of nerve damage by about 15%. I, this is nuts. So... How do you get your body healthy? Well, for one, you could read the New England Journal of Medicine 2015 where they say the annual physical is outdated, that there is an inverse relationship between the money spent on health care and wellness in the UNS, but it hasn't borne out. See, this is um, one of the most brainwashed populations the world's ever seen. That means that they think that their doctor really knows what's going on, that that the annual flu shot and the DPT shot and triggering an inflammatory response by injecting stuff in you is beneficial, that this will have a positive effect. They're also talking um, if you think that your body needs cholesterol-lowering drugs or antacid drugs or antidepressant drugs or nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, even over-the-counter nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories destroy joint cartilage, cause kidney damage, and increase 20% of all heart failures are from nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories. So when the New England Journal of Medicine comes out and says, look, do not go for your annual physical. Why? Because they say it can result in a battery of unnecessary tests. It's ineffective at preventing disease, unnecessary processes and exams. And they even say physicals make sense in theory, but it hasn't borne out reality. And there is an actually an inverse relationship between the money spent on health care and wellness in the U.S. Why? Because when you go to a doctor... What they're looking for is to identify a disease or a lack of ease. They're not going to talk to you about healthy lifestyle, healthy sleep, healthy nerve supply, exercise, nutrition, um, programming your brain, okay, getting, looking at your physical, chemical, and emotional stress. No, they just take your vital signs. And this is going to be blood pressure, temperature, maybe a complete blood count to find out cholesterol levels. And then instead of asking you about your physical stress level or chemical stress level or emotional stress level, they utilize those blood tests and vital signs to give you toxic chemicals that alter your physiology that have a plethora of negative effects. But this is what healthcare is considered. A uh, hundred years from now, I'm telling you, people are going to look back and think, "Good God, that's insane." Uh, or you might say, "No, it's not going to be a hundred years. It's going to be a lot sooner." 
because right now, one in two are getting cancer, one in four have heart disease, okay, one in 20 are chronically depressed, 54% of our children have a chronic illness or disease. And I, right now, so, so think of this, autism, you've heard of autism. It's a kid disorder, right? No, that was true in the old days. Uh, and you're talking one in 10,000 had neurologic damage uh, sufficient enough to, to be categorized in an autistic uh, classification. Now we're seeing a massive rise, and the rise started in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. So these kids are now 20, 25 years old. So they're off of their parents' insurance. And think of this. You've got 18 to 25-year-old nonverbal autistic uh, uh, men that are strong as a man, and they have no control. Now, they're getting off of their patients or their parents' insurances. Uh, they're going to be sapping the um, Social Security they're going to be draining that system. But what's it going to be like in 10 years when their parents aren't even around? So what you're looking at are going to be 30- and 40-year-old, nonverbal, homeless, autistic people not being able to communicate rummaging around through trash cans because we don't have the infrastructure or the desire in our society to take care of those at most need. So this is, I mean, all you got to do is turn on any zombie apocalypse movie and you're seeing America in 20 years. So we have to take charge of this. Um, change this around. When you're talking about heart health, your heart is already a good design. It just don't screw it up. It has nerves that supply it. It has blood that supplies it. So if you have altered nerve supply, and the nerve supply to the heart is coming from the base of the neck um, at the top of the thoracic area and the base of the skull, it has sympathetic and parasympathetic nerve supply. You make sure those nervous systems are clear. You clean up the blood. This means no toxic food or food products. Think of this. How many people are going to have a heart problem if they get their nervous system checked they eat a healthy, plant-based, organic diet. They don't take any medications to alter their physiology. They sleep good every night. They walk every day. They exercise, but not to the extreme. How many people do you think will be healthy with that type of lifestyle? You're right, 97%. Why? Because there's about 3% of genetic anomalies that can cause uh, damage. That's right. If people follow the, um, I don't want to say right pathway, but if they follow uh, how your body works, 97% of people will, get, will be healthy. Only 3% will get a disease. What do we have now? We've got 50% with cancer, 25% with heart disease, um, <laughs> Oh, God, 20% are depressed, 40% diabetic, 54% of the children have a chronic illness or disease, and by 2025, 50% will have autism. And we're talking about 
diseases that are based in genes are about 3%. So we've got a huge um, wake-up call. And this is being personally responsible for your health. That means you are responsible for your health. And if you're a parent or a grandparent, even though it may upset your family, you have a responsibility to tell them, hey, there's better, safer ways to raise the kids. The kids are sick now, and they weren't sick before, and they're sick because we're shooting them up with 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, and we're feeding them with toxic food, and we're drugging them, okay, in order to adapt to the toxic deficient environment they're in. Be bold. You might lose some family members um, from from messing with their belief systems, but you're going to be saving some lives. And are the lives of your kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, nieces and nephews, are they important? Yeah, you've got to take a stand. Take a stand. Be bold. Present the data and information that we have because we have enough facts behind us. It's time to break this delusionary environment out there. And tonight, we're going to have questions and answers. And I was heard it's called AMA, Ask Me Anything. Um, I don't like that whole AMA thing because it's like the American Medical Association. But I'm here for you. There's Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate, You are made in the image and likeness of God. Your body is intelligent, and you're more energy than matter. (laughs) Go forth, live healthy, and appreciate life. Um, What you put in your body becomes your body. Look in the mirror and smile. Look at your physical, chemical, and emotional stress load, and your body will thrive. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.